Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 66 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And are you someone who has recovered from an eating disorder and felt like, you know what? I have wiped my hands clean from this messy relationship with food and my body. And then boom, you experience a binge. Or maybe you have some bad body thoughts and that leads to some cravings for diets. And then there's a binge and you feel like you're knee deep back in this messy cycle of binging and restricting. And all over again, you're exhausted and feel lost. I have a feeling you've been there and maybe you're actually there right now. These are really common parts of the eating disorder experience and they're common steps towards recovery. Recovery is never linear. It's messy, complicated, and it's different for everybody. And I have a letter today from someone who's experiencing this again and is feeling really down about it. So we're going to dive in and help her have some new things to experiment with to help her heal her relationship with food. Because if you can relate to this letter, 
I believe that you can still recover. It is still an option and there are many different options for you. But before we get to today's letter, I want to know about your relationship with food. I haven't gotten your letter yet and I really, really, really want to hear about it. So please send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. And I cannot wait to hear about your experiences with food. Let's go ahead and listen to this episode's letter. Dear Food, my relationship with you was getting better day by day, but the introduction of a new birth control has made me feel crazy. My periods are now longer and more sporadic than ever, and so are the cravings. I used to have good weeks and bad weeks. Now it's like good days and then bad weeks that stretch on for so long. And after all the binging, I feel like crap. I feel heavy and disgusted with myself. I cry a lot lately because I truly believe that I was getting to a place where I felt good and comfortable, but now it's all ruined. My old therapist told me that progress isn't a linear line, that we're bound to backtrack a little and that's okay. But food, I was getting used to not being so obsessed with you. Please help me get back to that level of sanity and peace. Sincerely, tired of it all. Hey there, letter writer. Thank you so much for your note. And I know you have worked so hard to recover and you probably are in a place where you are like, yes, that's finally all behind me. Now I can finally have this normal, peaceful relationship with food in my body. And oh, that must've been so shitty to have to like know that that was coming back. And, you know, one thing I know to be true about your experience that you wrote about, it's really common. There are so many people who experience the same thing. And I really think it's more the rule than the exception when someone experiences an eating disorder. I tend to agree with your therapist that recovery is not linear. It's not this like neat and tidy thing that we can totally um, just know what's going to happen. And then once it's done, it's done. Oh, it'd be so much easier. And I really think more people wouldn't struggle with eating disorders if it was that easy, but it's not. And the people that I know that recover and feel like they are really, really, really far from ever relapsing again, one thing that they um, have done is they're really compassionate with themselves. And I know um, a dietitian, her name is Sumner Brooks, who will have a lot to say about your experiences. She's someone I've gotten to know over the last few years, and she is really um, has some really cool insight into working with recovering from any kind of binge or eating disorder. So let's go ahead and give her a call. Sumner, it's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I am great. Hi, Julie. So nice to talk to you. Nice to be here. (laughs) Cool. Well, I um, am hoping that you've had a chance to read over the letter I sent you. I sure did. Yes. Awesome. Well, um, I am really excited to hear your thoughts on it because I know when I read it, I was like, wow, like this is something that so many people have 
talk to me about? And I, I know that, that a lot of people say that they feel so alone in this kind of experience, but it's really the opposite. It's kind of like the, the rule rather than the exception when people start to recover. So, you know, when you read through it, what did you feel like was like the general impression of what this letter writer was experiencing? Yeah, I mean, I can initially just connect right away with this letter writer's feeling of disappointment and shame um, in that they made a lot of progress and thought things were on a better track. And then now with the introduction of some of the physical changes that they're going through and the behavior changes and just feeling really stuck and disappointed and sad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all those things have so much power, especially like disappointment and shame. It could keep us like felt like it can make us feel like we're rooted there and we're just like stuck, like you said. Such a tough, tough experience. Well, and you know, when you talk to people who are experiencing this, are there some general kind of first steps that you often will tell clients or people that you talk to? Yes. So I always try to encourage someone to first kind of normalize what's going on, that like you are not the only person that is having this experience, first of all. And you're not the only person that struggles with kind of old behaviors coming back after a period of time for for a number of reasons, right? So it doesn't Mm -hmm. just have to be that there's a new medication or a birth control introduced, but we all experience this sort of this spiral and this, um, this path to growing and learning. And even if that's a path towards you know, searching for uh, better health or better well-being, that it's not that straight line and that it's okay. So I like to start there, that it's, it's okay that you're noticing this and we can work from a place of compassion with that. You know, and I, I totally agree. And I feel like if, um, if we can help people who are in these kind of experiences, instead of, um, feeling so ashamed of them or disappointed, or even if they're feeling shame and disappointment to notice it and just uh, instead try to react with compassion. I mean, even if it feels like the weirdest thing to do, (laughs) but to react with compassion, they will find like recovery will come quicker than if um, they don't react with compassion. It's almost like the opposite of what someone would think, you know, if you can hold the judgment um, and realize, hey, you're not alone in here. This is kind of like just how this works. So um, I totally agree. Well, what do you feel like are like some other, what are the next steps you would say after that then? Well, so I'm hearing this person um, saying that they're crying a lot lately. And so to me, when I hear that or I read that, um, I, like we already kind of said, acknowledge the sadness that's going on. And I would start looking at connecting. How is that sadness playing into the binging? That is, are these just physiological cravings that are causing binging or is this sadness that they're experiencing um, affecting this desire to cope and soothe and binge? Mm. Yeah. You know, something that um, just came to me too. I'm like, so the, the letter writer started out by talking about changing a medication, like her birth control. And, um, then started to talk about food and kind of blaming food and her own kind of um, 
uh, just feeling like she can't do the steps needing for recovery. But I'm like, oh, well, wait, what if there's like, what if the birth control had something to do with it? Maybe that shifted her mood to also go down this path. And I feel like that's why it's so important to practice like compassion and kind of a curiosity instead of just oh, I'm doing it wrong. Because there could be like other options. I mean, obviously, we don't know this person. So we can't like really direct. But, you know, having a talk with the physician, like, hey, are there other options for me or with a therapist? Like, could this affected my mood and made things harder for my recovery could be really important and awesome information. Right. And I think nothing is ever just black and white. Things just really aren't simple, especially when it comes to you know, emotions and body changes and eating and binging so that that there probably isn't just, um, you know, one easy answer, right, for getting back to that place where she was feeling better. It's going to be more of a journey and more of a um, taking taking kind of one step at a time, starting with um, how is she currently responding when she's feeling vulnerable to binging in those moments, how is she responding? I use the kind of metaphor for people a lot of visualize that you are a baby because we're all just big babies, really. <laughs> yeah. So you are a baby and you're crying and babies need to be cradled and wrapped up in a warm blanket and rocked you know, and so what a lot of times what we're looking for when we're this vulnerable or feeling like binging is I want people to think about what do they need? You know, what do they need when they're vulnerable like that? Is it food or is it something other than food? And Mm -hmm. that's to your point of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, if when you work with people who are going through those, those experiences and they're finding that just so hard to, um, kind of be able to step back. Is there anything that you have found to like further enhance that curiosity and like kind of a compassionate curiosity instead of so much like judgment and going down that shame path instead? Is there anything that you found that kind of helps provoke that? Well, I think that by the time, you know, I'm having this conversation with someone, they're usually really frustrated and upset. And and what they want more than anything is to stop the behavior. So that can be motivating, right? Is that Let's learn from what's happening. Let's learn from what's happening to see if we can do something different that feels better for you. Mm. So I like to frame it that way to allow someone to feel like I need to be curious about this in order to change. Yeah. And like you said earlier, like these things happen, you know, it's really common for people to experience behaviors again after not using them for a long time. And so, you know, it, it sucks that she's experiencing this and she's not excited about it. And I mean, I don't mean, I don't want to make it seem like it's, this makes it good, but one part of it is she can use these experiences when it happens again, or if it happens again, you know, or if she finds herself getting close to this experience again, or feeling the same way, she'll have some data from all this kind of curiosity to know what she wants to do instead of feeling like, Uh, kind of an out of control experience. Um, And something that she said in her letter that I wanted to ask you, even though I I have a feeling I know what you're going to (laughs) say. But but she said, um, now it's all ruined. Like, do you think it's all ruined? You know, do you think it's like all totally gone? (laughs) You know, I don't think it's ever ruined. Because all we're doing is moving forward always, even if we want, you know, 
to move backwards or to redo something or to have a, a do over. We're always just moving forward. So nothing is ever ruined. Um, I am constantly turning to the spiral of healing that I was taught about the spiral of healing by Elise Resch. She may have even mentioned it to you, but the spiral of healing is an upward spiral. And when you're in a spiral, there's a period of time where the, um, you're actually coming down, right? So you're making a circle. So you feel this person who wrote the letter is in the downward part of the spiral where she feels like she's taken 10 steps back and she's heading the wrong direction. But to realize that really, if she continues from where she's at and, and just picks up there to use self-care and learn that she can continue spiraling up. Mm. And, um, and so, no, I don't think that it's ever ruined. I know we feel like that. I mean, I'm human. I've felt like that before in different kinds of situations. And that right there is like acknowledging that feeling. I feel like I ruined it or I feel like it's ruined, but it, it really can't be right. Cause she's mm -hmm. not going to sit in ruin for the rest of her life. No, no. No. And actually, I didn't know you were going to say that. And that's even better because <laughs> I I knew you weren't going to agree with her. I knew you were going to say it wasn't all ruined. But I don't think I'll ever like look at a spiral the same again because I haven't heard that before. I, I love that. And it, it's so important to to know that all these experiences are helping people to build their path to recovery. And yeah, like you said, it's always moving forward. Um so important. I love it. So um, I want to know, Sumner, if you have something you want to add to our food peace syllabus. And if you're new to the podcast, the food peace syllabus is a collection of books and podcasts and um, blog posts or anything under the sun that we have found that further help promote uh, food peace and um, and also help with like positive body image. So Sumner, do you have anything that you want to add to it? I do. I would love for people to know about um, the continuing education symposium that I run. It's called the EDRD Pro Symposium for dietitians who work with a non-diet, health at every size approach and eating disorder recovery. Um, and people can find information on registering for the symposium at eattolivehappy.com. Cool. You know, this um, letter writer, the thing that is just struck me about it, like I said earlier, was that it just seems so familiar. Like so many people have uttered almost the exact same words, a little bit of different situations, but you know, the same words. And I think it's so important for any healthcare provider to be aware of that. Um, otherwise, it would be hard to really help someone to step back and to spiral up like you were saying. So um that symposium is such a great way for someone if they're like training to become a dietitian or healthcare provider, provider already am, are one and want to just get better at it. That's such a great way to do it. So thank you for yeah. adding that. Yeah, it's great. And we go through a lot of examples like this of, um, you know, these, these challenges that we face with this type of work. And so I think anybody who's just either interested in learning more about how to use a non-diet approach in counseling or is already doing it will benefit from it. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to add to it? Um, I would love to have everyone learn about um, my book, which was published about 
three years ago now is based on the intuitive eating principles and it's called Savvy Girl, A Guide to Eating. And it's a short read, about four hours. Um, And you can think of it as really a guidebook into jumping into um, non-diet eating. It's a book that I co-authored with one of my clients. So it's cool because it has the perspective of the client who was actually pretty resistant in the beginning to this approach um, and her journey into um, really coming into becoming an intuitive eater. Oh, I love that book too. And I think it's um, deceiving because it is so short. It looks like it's just going to be kind of like just the surface, but I feel like y'all get to it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and it's empowering because it is short, you know, it's like, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, and I also love how it's like the, the way you made it look was really, uh, it's gorgeous. It's like a pretty like font and I don't know. I really like that kind of stuff Thank when I read. You. Yeah. So I yeah, think you got a job with that. Visuals in it and like tools. Um, we have like the non-numbers-based hunger and fullness scale in there that I love to use, getting away from numbers. It talks a lot about how to reach permission, how to find permission to eat, and all of the benefits of intuitive eating in a really relatable kind of easy-to-read mm-hmm. format. Yeah, and I think if if someone is um – listens to this podcast. And I, you know, I tend to be kind of a little crass and sometimes I cuss I'm not your book. They don't cuss, but, but, <laughs> but like, I think it's like fun and engaging and it's almost like more conversation and also super inf- insightful. So I think people enjoy reading it. Yeah. Well, thank you for adding those. And, um, you know, if someone is listening to what you have to say and wants to learn more about your work or just how to connect with you to work with you, is there a way to do that? Yeah, you can, if you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram at intuitive eating RD. Um, you can go to my website, which is eat to live and find information on the book and the symposium there. Oh, great. Well, we'll put all of those in the show notes. So nobody has to write anything down right now. Just click on the show notes and you'll connect with Sumner. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. So happy to be here. Thanks, Julie. Take care. So there you have it, tired of it all. Thank you so much for your letter. And I I hope you know just how strong and brave you are to write those words and to let us know how you're experiencing food. Um, I really hope that Sumner and I were able to give you some next steps that felt like good next steps for you. Maybe some things you'd like to experiment with. And I see food has written you back, so let's get to it. Before then, I wanna let you know that I am sending you positive vibes and I hope things feel easier soon. And if you and anyone listening is hoping to get some more information to help as you journey towards food peace, be sure to um, sign up for my food peace newsletter. I send it out every week and I jam pack it full of just more things that I find to help cultivate your journey towards food peace and um, positive body image. And you can do that by going to my website, juliedillonrd.com, and you'll find a place to sign up right there. So let's go ahead and hear what food has to say. Until then, take care. Dear Tired of It All, Oh, sweetie, we know things are strained between us again. We aren't sure what's made things complicated, and we hope you know it's not your fault. And we know this is part of recovery. As you take these next steps towards food peace, we know it will feel like your footing is wobbly at times. 
keep moving forward and ask for help to secure your steps. They can help you better understand why this is happening and direct you home. Love food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.